February 17, 2017. Rebuilding Community. For this podcast episode, I have decided to interview a great friend of mine, Jay Preston Swafford. For the past year, Jay has hosted the Americana Country Radio Show on WSGI Radio here in Springfield, Tennessee. WSGI is an AM station which, for me, is a piece of Americana in its own right. It has its own unique sound and its own unique feel. Now, many of my listeners probably have never even heard an AM radio station, so this will be a great introduction for you. But for myself, as well as other demographics of my listeners, AM radio was something that we grew up with, and listening to it now brings back a true sense of America's heritage. But it was after my interview with Jay that I realized I was fully immersed in exactly what we had been talking about during the interview, and that is a sense of community. In this case, an artist community as well. And just before the interview started, Terry Price, who is a dear friend of mine and of Jay's as well, arrived at the studio with his camera in hand. Terry is a novelist and a photographer, and when he heard that I would be interviewing Jay, he felt compelled to capture the event photographically. And then as I left the studio after the interview had finished, I had a text waiting for me from another dear friend, Dina Dargo, who is a phenomenal painter and part of this community. She simply texted to say that she had listened to the show. But by doing that, she let each of us know that she supported us as part of this community. And it is this kind of support that creates community and solidifies community, which is the underlying theme of today's podcast. Now for the interview. I'm here at WSGI Radio to interview the renowned Jay Swafford. What an honor it is to be on this side of the microphone interviewing you for once, Jay. Wow, okay, renowned. I haven't seen that in a bio before, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. Thanks for being here. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, to give listeners a brief background on how this interview came to be, for the past two years I have been working on a photographic documentary called In Search of America, and one aspect of this project is a weekly podcast where I interview people from all walks of life or sometimes just relay stories that I pick up from the road. And then I realized that right here in my own backyard, as it were, is my friend Jay Swafford, a true legend as an artist and art <laughs> curator and now the host of the Americana Country radio show here on WSGI. So it only seemed fitting that I interviewed Jay for one of my podcasts. Now, Jay, as I understand it, WSGI, is not your first endeavor into radio. In fact, you've also worked in television as well. I have. I spent 33 years uh, in TV at uh, News Channel 5 in Nashville, WTVF-TV. But I started off in radio, so... Man, now I'm back at Americana Country WSGI, so it's kind of full circle. I started in uh, high school and uh, at the radio st- at a radio station in Nashville, Tennessee, WKDA AM. Back before FM became you know a monster that it is today, uh, just doing a weekend DJ gig, playing you know playing the the hits of the day, the top forty stuff, and uh, uh, reading a little news, you know, doing a little bit of everything. Uh, got interested in that and. Interestingly, I got into it because I had higher 
plans than that. I wanted to get some connections in the radio business. I was in a little garage band, you know, a little, little band. And um, my brother and I were in a band and I'd been in bands all my life since the third or fourth grade playing drums. My brother played bass and we were in four or five bands together. And um, my, my, my life scheme was to get into the radio to get some record contacts and then get a big record deal and, of course, become famous rock and roll musicians. But anyway, I got into the radio business to do that, and it kind of stuck. I started liking it, and um, it's been a lot of fun ever since. In 1982, um, I got into the TV business. But before that, um, you know, radio guys or and gals um, have kind of a lot. A gypsy lifestyle, you know, you kind of go where the radio station gig is, you know, whether it's another dollar an hour or, <laughs> or a better kind of music that you like to play. So I started in Nashville playing a pop music, top 40 music, my first full-time gig after I went through engineering school and got a FCC license to, to become a, quote, engineer, which, you know, the piece of paper now is worthless. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I did that and got my first full-time gig in Chattanooga, Tennessee, playing country music. And um, uh, a guy by the name of Jimmy Buffet was starting then. That's the way everybody talked his name up, Jimmy Buffett, of course. And um, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then I moved to Charlottesville, Virginia, and through my early radio days, it was uh, Chattanooga, Pikeville, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, Charlottesville, Virginia, Stanton, Virginia, Harrisonburg, Virginia, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Glasgow, Kentucky, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, back to Bowling Green, Kentucky, and then back to Nashville before I got into the TV business. So, so yeah. kind of like a metal ball inside a pinball machine. Yeah, pretty much. Just bouncing all over the place. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, then what sparked your desire to host an Americana country format? Well, you know, um, the last uh, big station I was with in Bowling Green, Kentucky, I was the, uh, well, most of my career... Uh, until I got into the TV business, I was the music director and program director. They were all pretty s- small stations, so uh, you had to wear a lot of hats. And uh, the one in Bowling Green, Kentucky, was called it was WLBJ AM and FM. The FM side was uh, it was kind of doing nothing. Had actually had a, a an old turntable, and they would put three or four platters on it with a changer, and that's all there was. There was no DJs, and they would play, and then the next one would drop down, then the next one would drop down. And sometimes uh, some one of the listeners, you know, one of the two of the listeners, would call and say, hey, your record is stuck over on the FM side. But anyway, we had that signal out there, and uh, we decided, hey, uh, album rock is becoming in its own. This is early 70s. And uh, me and uh, one of the other guys that was on the AM as country DJs love jazz. And we loved rock and roll music. So we kind of did a fusion kind of thing of album-oriented rock, or AOR, as it was called back in those days. And so our station, Natural 97 FM, as it was known during the Billboard reporting days, was one of the first in the country, first four or five uh, in the country that formulated the format album-oriented rock. Now, WKDA-FM, which became WKDF uh, in the late 70s, went to that format. And there was one in Louisville, WLRS or Walrus, uh, that became that. But uh, there were there were very, very few at that particular time, and it was a lot of fun. It was the music I enjoyed, album tracks, you know, things you, you, you just didn't hear in Top 40 Radio. So to, to, to shorten my answer, which I've known, <laughs> which I know I've already gone long on, to shorten that answer basically is the music that the people, that college kids were listening to, Album, rock, you know, going deep in the album, that kind of thing. And Americana is today's AOR. It's today's format that's 
got a future out there. It's the music that not only the 20-somethings are listening to, the millennials, if you will, and uh, the old guys are listening to it, too, because it encompasses such a wide variety. It, it, it encompasses anything from newbies uh, to standards to classic rock to the singer-songwriters like John Prine and Bonnie Raitt and Delbert McClinton, you know, to new people, uh, and I can just go on and on. Nikki Lane, um, Nina Ritchie, uh, Travis Cooper, uh, Band of Heathens. Those are just some of the new guys that are also in the same genre, and it includes as well classic country, which fits in perfectly with uh, WSGI's normal classic country programming when they sign on the air. So, well, I know since I started listening to your program, mm-hmm. which I do all the time now. Thank you. Uh, no, truly my pleasure. But um, you know, what I have always loved about listening to to uh, sort of alternative music stations, mm-hmm. uh, and now that we have streaming capabilities, you know, mm-hmm. there are so many available. Is I love hearing music that I don't hear anywhere else. And yeah. as I was starting yeah. to listen to your program on a regular basis, I started hearing artists that. I never even knew existed. Nikki yeah. Lane, that you yeah. mentioned, is one yeah. of them. Uh, Blackie and the Rodeo Kings, I yep. think, is another. Yeah. And you know, now I own their music in my collection because they're yeah. phenomenal. And yeah. without your radio station or stations like it, I yeah. never would have heard them. Well, and and you know, that's if you will, a mission of a lot of radio stations is to uh, put out the music that you can't hear anywhere else. And you know. Working in Top 40 Radio and country music, which has kind of gotten into a pop country sound these days. And it's very, um, you know, it's very cyclical. All music is cyclical. Back when I was in country music in the 70s, it got into the, uh, from the classic country style into the syrupy styles. And they were adding strings and lush orchestrations and behind it. And it got it, it got a little syrupy for me, for my particular tastes. And so, you know, then came Clint Black and Randy Travis and those kind of guys, kind of back to the basics kind of country music. Well, this is kind of the same thing. Uh, Americana music is kind of a back to the basics. It's, it's in fact, called roots music. You know, you've got Johnny Cash and Waylon and Willie, and, you know, those guys are included in, in Americana music. You know, J- John Prine, Emmylou Harris, Rodney Crowell, the guys that sing uh, and the write the million-selling albums, the singer-songwriters, they're Americana. And what's really cool is you got R&B classic people, the, you know, Staples singers, you know, Mavis Staples, still out there cranking them out. Love Mavis Staples. And, uh, and we mentioned Delbert McClinton. And, uh, uh, you know, th- the new music that you won't hear anywhere else is on Americana. And it's so wide, you know, the, the genre is so wide, widely accepting of these artists. It's, uh, it's actually outsold country music in the stores, you know, several times in the last few months. And that's something uh, Barnes & Noble, who I, I interviewed, uh, one of the VPs there, talking about vinyl music back back in vogue again, you know, al- albums. Uh, the sales are going up and up and up. Uh, a lot of the sales are American artists. So uh, that's good to hear. It really is, yeah. yeah. It's an exciting yeah. time. You know, I, I often think back uh, uh, to my parents and, and when they grew up, and, mm-hmm. and something different than, than music, but I think, you know, when they grew up, they had uh, two coffees to choose from, and they had three beers to choose from, and none of them were really any good. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and, and music, yeah. I mean, they had, you know, yeah. certain genres, and they were great, but now there's so much that we have, yeah. uh, you know, at, at our disposal in music sure. and everything else, and, and, yeah. and it's just phenomenal. But the other thing that that I personally have found, and I think people of my generation and my age mm-hmm. uh, are, will find as well, is that 
there's a certain uh, emotional quality to listening to AM radio. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the quality technically is not as great right, right. Uh, as an FM station or the, the streaming digital that we mm-hmm. have now, mm-hmm. but there are nuances to it, and, yeah. and much like the album. You know, yeah. that, that the albums were phased out for cassettes because it was better quality yeah. than CDs. Convenience, and, too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and convenience. But yeah. now, you know, it's become... Um, it's become something that I, I look forward to to relax, even when yeah. I'm driving as I put it on. And, and, um, and it's also, uh, I'm finding in, it, it's, it's part of creating or part of holding together a community, which mm-hmm. is something I want to talk mm-hmm. about today. And mm-hmm. in fact, you know, this morning when I was out running errands uh, in the car, and one of the things that you have on, I, I think it's daily, it's, it's sell and swap or swap, swap and shop. Yep. Swap, swap, swap and shop. And shop. Yep. You know, it's a 30-minute segment that you do right. every morning. Yeah. But I find that I, I actually look forward to that now. You, you know, you would be surprised in, in some days, for me, you know, some days, you know, I've been doing it a year now, uh, the radio show. But they wanted to get rid of that. And uh, it was on at a different time. But we moved it. I said, hey, let's move it back to its original time when you first started it years ago. And uh, let me do it, see how it goes. You know, and if we get no phone calls or no interest at all, we'll just dump it. And uh, I have a lot of fun with that show. You know, there's some characters. Uh, there's some regulars that call all the time. There's some uh, that, that, that list stuff or sell or, you know, give away or trade or whatever. And there's some people that, you know, look for items to buy. That kind of, We put on yard sales and, you know, giving away stuff, that kind of thing, too. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it kind of takes, again, full circle for me because when I went to Chattanooga, uh, we had a swap and shop there and it, it, now I have a, you know, I'm from the South, so I have a Southern drawl, you know, but in Chattanooga, man, they have a Southern drawl and there's hill people that live in East Tennessee, you know, and North Georgia, which was the Chattanooga market. And I've got some stories I can't tell here, <laughs> but, uh, but they, they, they're, they're, they're hilarious sometimes. Uh, uh, the calls that come in on swap and shop, very entertaining, um, you know, I get to talk to them on air and off air. And uh, a lot of people, when I see them out in the public, they'll say, you know, I really love Swap and Shop. In fact, today, I think I told you before we started recording, uh, there's a lady that works downtown on the square. She goes and she says she always sits, sits in her car in the parking lot before she goes in. She loves Swap and Shop. She said it's so entertaining. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy doing that show. And again, I think it's it it makes the radio station feel like a part of the community, yeah. but it also supports the community. Sure, it does. Yeah, and and that's that's phenomenal. Now, yeah. in addition to hosting this radio program, mm-hmm. you are also an accomplished artist, a painter, and a very accomplished one at that. I might admit, uh, and that seems to be a departure from your radio and television background. So, mm-hmm. how did that come about? Well, I've been. Um Long before I got on the radio, <laughs> I, uh, I I've always drawn, I've always painted, uh, sketched and colored, and this and that. My father was very creative, uh, as far back as I can recall. He was always drawing, doodling, that kind of thing. Uh, he was a Korean War veteran. He's passed on now, but he was a Korean War veteran. One of the first things I remember ever seeing him uh, draw, or one of the first things that he had drawn that I admired was a picture of a man and a woman embraced in a kiss. It was so detailed, and it was pen and ink, or pen Well, ink and pencil, I should say. And uh, it was basically, he did this while he was in Korea uh, during the war and uh, shipped it home to my mother. 
and uh, anyway, uh, he was my inspiration. Uh, and I guess I got some of that talent from him. And I, we, I have some very creative types on both sides of my family. But, uh, yeah, I've been drawing uh, and painting ever since I was a kid. Uh, took art in school, that kind of, you know, all of, the, all of the usual stuff. Hung out with artists all of my life. Admired quite a few and have gotten to meet quite a few of them uh, growing up, the contemporary artist. I love that. I'm, I'm known as an abstract expressionist uh, artist, painter. Uh, but I do dabble in photography. Not very good. Not like you. Uh, but I love it. Um, and uh, I do a lot of folk art, too. I uh, do arts and crafts uh, kind of folk art kind of stuff. I'm uh, the founder and event director for uh, uh, Arts and Crafts Fair every year called Art in the Park uh, here in Springfield, Robertson County. And uh, that's this will be our ninth year for that. And so uh, with all of that, I'll, you know, I do the folk style uh, art. I depart from my abstract expression and stuff because, to be real honest, that's what I do for me. That's what I love, the abstract work. But, uh, and I, and I do it on a large scale, you know, fairly large scale. And, um, but the art market would rather look at realism rather than abstractions. So, uh, every now and then I'll sell one. I've got a commission going on now, but, uh, every now and then I'll sell an abstract painting, but most times it's the folk art that sells that I do. So, yeah. Now, you had mentioned that uh, you had started the Art in the Park, mm -hmm. uh, but you were also the first person to create a gallery space here in Springfield, Tennessee, mm -hmm. to bring an art presence to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, but also when you were creating this, and this was something I've, I've long admired about uh, your decision-making when you did this, is that you had the vision to bring in well-established artists as well as artists who are still in the process of being discovered. So there yeah. was a well-rounded representation of yeah. art being exhibited. Yeah. And essentially, you know, you were the person who began to put Robertson County on the map as an up-and-coming mm -hmm. art community. Well, you know, we have a wealth of uh, artists uh, in Springfield and Robertson County, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, there, I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable how many artists we have in our community among, amongst our, our, our community here. So it was very easy to book uh, in in these spaces, uh, when I first got here, my wife and I moved up. We we got married, built a house up here in 1988, and uh, you know I'm painting and this and that and the other. And in Nashville, I'm you know I'm working at Channel Five and uh, begging coffee shops to let me hang one or two pieces in there. And from time to time, I you know you get a lot of compliments, but you sell one or two every now and then. But all of a sudden, there was a coffee shop that opened up. It was called Talents Coffee Shop or Talents Coffee Studio, and um, as you know, I love coffee, and uh, as their 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 walls were bare, and I said, you know, some great artwork <laughs> would look great in your coffee shop, and so uh, the owner at the time uh, let me hang a few things, and then uh, at the same time, I was uh, contacting uh, Robertson County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, uh, head uh, Margot Fosnes about the same time and asking her, does Robertson County have an arts council or, you know, art guild or anything like that? And she said, funny that you mentioned that. And it went on from there. We did start an arts council here. And it, uh, after a couple of years, uh, uh, it kind of, kind of went by the wayside, but was there for about five years in name only. But uh, back to Talents Coffee Studio, we hung art there. We got uh, several uh, uh, 
local artist and uh, Middle Tennessee artist in there. The Chamber Gallery, I started putting some of my art in there on, upon uh, uh, the gallery or the Chamber's uh, director's uh, request. And uh, that was when they were in a temporary space. And when they uh, got into their current space, uh, we started the Chamber Gallery. And that was about 2008, I think. And uh, uh, it's still going strong. And we could put about 12 to 15 pieces according to size in there. Uh, and that's uh, basically Springfield and Roberts County Connected Artists. Then I'm connected. I'm the art director there at the Chamber Gallery. And across town, I am um, I serve as art director at the uh, Springfield Inn Gallery. Inside the Springfield Inn, we have a, a real art gallery. We can take about 20 to 25 pieces there. And like you mentioned, we, we have nationally known artist. Uh, we've got one coming up, Kelly Montana. Uh, in fact, we'll be hanging her artwork this weekend, installing that her show and uh, holding reception a couple of weeks later. But uh, we've had, you know, we've had you there, David Robert Farmery, famous photographer. We've had the international um, artist, Paul Harmon there, uh, Kristen Yamas, who's now a nationally known artist. Uh, we've had several people, in, including some from Middle Tennessee, that are well-known nationwide as well. And um, we hope to continue at the Springfield Inn Gallery to get uh, uh, not only regional but nationally known artists, too. And every now and then we'll get an internationally known artist like Paul Harmon. And um, I, I, I enjoy... It's kind of selfish in a way uh, that I serve as director because I get to hang out with these guys, you know. And some that are willing, I get to have a nice friendship with and we keep in touch, uh, whether it's just Facebook friends uh, or we talk or go have lunch, coffee, that kind of thing. I, I still love to go visit Paul Harmon's studio down in Brentwood uh, on a 300-year-old home and uh, and a cabin out in back of his beautiful home is is his studio and just like my garage is filled to the to the to the brim with with paintings I haven't sold and some that I've gotten so used to them I don't want to sell them now his his studio is the same with his and he he's just a brilliant brilliant artist and uh, but but he is he's been at Springfield End uh, Gallery uh, he was our second. Uh, uh, featured artist there, and uh, he doesn't go to Paris anymore. But he did have a studio there for over twenty years. But he stays pretty much close to his uh, Brentwood home now. But yeah, I, I enjoy uh, being around artists, uh, and you know, art inspires me. So I like to book uh, creative types uh, and unique and very different type of artists too in the Springfield Inn Gallery. Well, you've done a great job, and it's oh, been a great asset to the community. Thanks. And, you know, as I travel through the United States, I'm finding a resurgence in small towns mm -hmm. uh, and a resurgence of community especially. And, you know, that's what you are helping to bring about here in Robertson County. Mm -hmm. And why is that important to you? Well, uh, again, I think... Um in a selfish way, I want to be around art, so one way is to do that is to invite people in. And like we said earlier, uh, we do have a wealth uh, currently of artists 
moving into our community. I mean, Adina Diargo is is a perfect example. Moved up here from McMinnville. She heard about this. Uh, Trin Blakely uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee, formerly of Robertson County. She's a head of Tennessee Arts League now, and uh, she she uh, tells all kinds of people about you know Robertson County and Springfield's growing art community and artists uh, you know area up here. Um, you know, Michael Manley, Jeppe Hernandez, just a few. And I don't want to. Well, I, I I guess I'm too late now. I started saying I didn't want to start start mentioning names, but they are two great artists in, in their own right, and um, I love both of their works, own pieces from both of them, and uh, and that's something else too. Uh, you know, I I am also a collector, so uh, you know I, I I really enjoy the art, and uh, from from time to time when the pocketbook allows, I'll add to my collection, and we have, uh, you know, again it's. Um, you know, art art is just not something you hang on your wall. It's not something that goes with the couch. You know, it's something that 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 brings a emo- it it brings emotion to you. It brings out emotion. It brings out the feelings. That's what an abstract expressionism is. It's all of that on canvas. It's hard to explain to some people, but uh, to other other artists and artistic types get it. But um, you know, like Picasso said, you know. Somebody says, well, what does that mean, looking at a particular Picasso painting? He says, what does it mean to you? And I thought that was a profound <laughs> statement. And uh, that can be said just about at any art. What does it mean to you? Because, you know, I can look at a, a, a painting of a cloud with a, you know, with a horse coming out of it, and it's pretty self-explanatory. But some art, you know, you have to sit and actually enjoy it and look at it and sit on the bench in the middle of the gallery and, you know, kind of ponder on it just a little bit. Maybe even talk with somebody else in the gallery about it. What is, you know, how does that make you feel, that kind of thing? So I really enjoy talking about art as you, <laughs> as we're doing now. And um, I stopped by Springfield and Gallery uh, from time to time, even after it's been up for a month, and just check it out and go around the room again and, you know, look at it again because the uh, Springfield and Gallery uh, shows are solo shows. So it's just one artist featured, which is kind of unusual in itself these days. And uh, they get to not only showcase their art, but uh, it's free. You know, art galleries usually charging, you know, quite a quite a bit of money. And uh, you get free coffee, too, by the way. So I kind of like that. But, uh, yeah, you uh, you really get to enjoy some some nice art at any of these galleries. And Springfield is very blessed to have at least those two galleries. And um, maybe, maybe soon we'll get another one or two, you know. That would be outstanding. And, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, the art community as, mm-hmm. as part of the community. And, you know, and I think that's really important because, you know, statistics have shown over the last, you know, well, I want to say 30 or 40 years, but actually it goes back even further, um, that when areas are either depressed economically mm-hmm. or they're trying to, to build for the first time, as in a lot of places around here that are really still very rural, mm-hmm. that if you bring in the artist and create an art community, mm-hmm. that it creates, excuse me, a vibrancy mm-hmm. with, within the community. Yeah. So then the, the, the community on the periphery starts to come in, mm-hmm. and then people from further out start to come in to be around those artists. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening here, as you were just talking about. You yeah. have other artists moving in. You yeah. have other people that are non-artists moving right. in right. because the community is growing. But also getting back to uh, something that I brought up briefly earlier about the, the swap and shop. Yeah. Uh, program yeah. is that that 
things like that and your radio station as a whole mm-hmm. are really supporting and nurturing in helping to grow the the general community at large, not just the art community, mm-hmm. but the entire community. And, and right. what I have seen, I've been living here for just over 11 years, mm-hmm. and I've seen Springfield really start to come alive yeah. uh, in all ways. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have a, a new restaurant that's, that's trying to open now, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's bringing people out of the woodwork in a sense. There are people that are coming to this restaurant and people that came to Whitney Lee's when she was open, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I would see them, and I had never seen them before. And right. I, I was thinking, my goodness, you know, I didn't. First of all, I didn't even realize that all these people were here. Yeah. But they also seemed to be people that were interested in the arts, or interested in socializing, or interested in being part of com- a community and mm-hmm. interacting with other people of the community. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't experienced it at that level before. But because of these businesses, because of your radio show, because mm-hmm. of art it, that we have here now. All of that's happening, and this community is really growing and again becoming vibrant. I think that I think that's very true. Uh, you know, whether it's an art gallery or a new restaurant that's opening up, the people that are here are going to come out and support it uh, initially, anyway, and to see what it's all about. And then, as we all know, word of mouth it spreads, and uh, they're going to invite their friends from Nashville and from Kingston Springs, Ashland City, Clarksville, and Gallatin and Hendersonville on up, and of course uh, uh, other 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 spots as well. The art community um, is word of mouth um, a lot, but uh, you know Springfield and Robertson County is exploding with ideas. Uh, we've got new businesses moving in all the time. We've got uh, manufacturing people moving in, about 800 to 1,000 jobs moving in in the next uh, year or so in the Cooperton area. So, And they're looking not only for schools, you know, parents, they're looking for what is there to do. You know, we've got uh, we've got a we've got a great theater. Speaking of the arts, we've got a great theater company in Robertson County Players. Uh, they put on at least four uh, uh, productions a year. One coming up here real soon, and um, uh, so so part of the arts is uh, is theater as well. And uh, it's it's my wife, in fact, takes part of that from time to time. So she really enjoys that. And uh, uh, we just have all kinds of great things in Robertson County. We have uh, music, too. You know, there's a, a few clubs around uh, around town where you can hear uh, singer-songwriters or uh, country art, up-and-comer uh, country artists, that kind of thing. Uh, talents, when they were still open as, a, as, a, uh, as a, uh, a coffee shop, art gallery, that kind of thing, they had music on Fridays and Saturday nights. Um, saw Charlie Lubin there before he passed. Passed away. It was kind of cool seeing a country classic like Charlie Leuven in Springfield. Found out later that he actually lived here for a while, and some of my friends went to school with his kids. But anyway, uh, Willie Nelson used to live in Ridgetop, you know, and his house burned down. He had to leave. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, everybody likes, uh, if you get here, a lot of people will just stay here because it's a vibrant uh, town. It's a very warm, accepting town, a welcoming town. Um, the cha- I, mean, I feel like I'm working for the chamber right now, but uh, it's always blue skies in Springfield, you know, that kind of thing, a short drive up from Nashville, that kind of thing. But, yeah, we have a, a vibrant community here, and um, I think that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the arts, whether it's a, a theater production or maybe a small gallery to take in that, you know, is not going to cost them an arm and a leg to see some some great art. So, yeah. And, again, it, it brings the people out and brings them together. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I, I, as you know, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, and mm -hmm. one of the things that we had in the city, and again, Pittsburgh was built on ethnic diversity, so sure. it was, uh, you know, the, the 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 Poles settled in Polish Hill, and the mm -hmm. Serbs settled in in Southside, mm -hmm. and the Italians in Bloomfield, and on and on. But there was an area in the city itself, just on the outskirts, called the Strip. Mm -hmm. or the Strip District, and that's where all the ethnic food restaurants were, and that's where people came on the weekend yeah. to get their supplies for the week, sure. you know, their provisions. Yeah. And But what it did is is that was the only time that people left the ethnic neighborhoods that they lived in and came together mm -hmm. and then commingled. Yeah. So the ethnicities mixed and people got to know one another as people sure. and yeah. it was really a great community. Yeah. And it made Pittsburgh a great city. But you know, on a smaller scale, but but doing the same thing is with having all of these aspects of community. Mm -hmm. And again, I go back to your radio station because you know that is truly become a vital part of this. Mm -hmm. And all of it is coming together to create this vibrancy, and and I think that's just so important. Well, you know, I've I've been working at the radio station for just about a year now. Uh, I filled in on, on WDBL, the talk station, the sister station across the hall, uh, several months, and uh, I enjoyed that. Um, but I enjoy playing. You know, Americana music, I, as I mentioned, I enjoy that uh, type of music, so I really enjoy it. But like you said, whether it's Swap and Shop or a community calendar, which we feature several times a day, talking about the events that's, that are going on in the, in, in the city, in the county, um, you know, whether it's Springfield or Cooperstown or Greenbrier or Ridgetop or, you know, Cross Plains, we, we, we try to tie that all together. And because we don't stream the radio station, we're a true local radio station. Both of our stations, WSGI AM 1100 and WDBL 1590 AM, are local stations. So uh, what you hear on there is coming out of that studio. Now, there is some satellite programming, but it's emanating from, uh, it's being broadcast from Springfield, Tennessee. So... Uh, you know, we 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 put on on uh, on uh, Dick Veach is the host for Page Two on uh, our sister station AM fifteen ninety WDBL. His show is called Page Two, and it's local guests about local happenings, uh, whether it's the mayor, the county mayor, school board director, uh, elections, who's running for office. Uh, the latest scams from the BBB, you know, that's affecting Springfield, Robertson County, Middle Tennessee, or, uh, you know, or, or, or whatever is in the day's headlines or the daily news. I'd have a guest Monday, Wednesday, and Friday normally, and I have some regulars. I have uh, Mayor Bradley on uh, every month. I have uh, our representative, Dr. Sabi Kumar, is on once a month. I have uh, Bill Jones on once a month talking about, you know, some interesting history most people don't know anything about in Springfield and Roberts County. He's also a writer for the local, uh, one of the local papers. And, um, and, I, and and once a month, I usually have an open slot, but I usually put uh, uh, the lady from Roberts County um, uh, Animal Shelter in there, and uh, Shay Bowen. And uh, she's a great talker, great lady, and she has a lot of pets that can be adopted. So we, we try to make all of that come together. And like we said, it's a local radio station. Uh, you know, and Nashville has, this is not an unreal number, and I'm just guessing, but last I heard, Nashville has 35 stations, radio stations that call themselves a Nashville radio station, and not all of them are in Nashville. But they all call themselves a Nashville station, but only 
Three people own all 35 stations. Three companies, I should say. Three companies own that. WDBL and WSGI are owned by somebody that lives in Springfield, Tennessee. So it's a local station, <laughs> and uh, that's why that's why we 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 cover Springfield and Robertson County. And uh, glad to be part of the community. And I have to say, it's it's really kind of fascinating in the sense that. Uh, for me, that driving to the radio station, and you know, this is my third trip up here, yeah. uh, and and the radio station literally sits at the outskirts right. of Springfield. In yeah. fact, uh, probably about fifty or a hundred yards from the yeah. sign that says "Welcome to Springfield." So, right. yeah. uh, but you know, and and it takes me back in a nostalgic way, I guess. To there was a, a movie out years and years and years and years ago uh, called "American Graffiti," and, oh, yeah. and the radio station had Wolfman Jack. Sure. It was just you yeah. know, great in the of awesome itself. Yeah. But you know, the same thing as the radio station sat out in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. gone like no yeah. man's land. Yeah. But but there's really just there's yeah. something great about that as well. I don't know what it is, but it's you know it's not in the center of town. Yeah. It's you have to drive to sure. it. You have to yeah. go, and and uh, yet it it supports the community in sure. such a great way. Well, the radio stations, you know, used to in the old days, you know, and and same here. A station probably didn't used to be anywhere close to city limits back in the old days, but now it is. I mean, it's right on the city limits. But yeah, I mean, I worked at many stations that were out in the middle of nowhere. Of course, now they're all surrounded by condos, you know, but. Uh, uh, it's it's interesting that uh, that uh, the radio station is part of the community is sitting right there, uh, ironically right right next door to the Springfield Welcome to Springfield sign, yeah, city limit sign. It's nice. Yeah, well, Jay, as always, it has been a great pleasure. Thanks Thank for taking the time, and please just keep doing what you've been doing. It's, Appreciate it's it. It's been been wonderful. Thanks for listening. The In Search of America podcast, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. Music by Keith Medley at keithmedleymusic.com.